Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. Besides that website, you can also find the show on iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts, as well as on Spotify and lots of other podcast platforms. There are links to Now Hear This Entertainment on at least a half dozen podcast apps at nhte.net. Plus, the show has just gotten added on Podcoin, so you can now hear it on that app as well. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Brisbane, Australia, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who has a new single out. She released an EP at the beginning of this year after having put one out last year as well. She toured Europe this past December and has even performed here in the States at the famed Hotel Cafe in Los Angeles. She has found success on YouTube as well, with close to 5,000 subscribers and almost a quarter of a million video views. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled House on Fire. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Chelsea Giles. Hi, Bruce. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. I'm very excited. Awesome. Welcome, Chelsea. Thanks for making time to talk with me. No problem at all. Well, let's start off by having you tell the listeners all about the song House on Fire since I was talking over it. Yeah, so um, House on Fire was originally just a a random note in my phone, which is where I write down most of my song ideas. And the original idea was just the phrase, get along. And I thought, oh, well, it'd be cool to have a song idea that's, um, you know, all about the things that make you get along in your relationship with the other person in a way that's totally different than you would get along with anyone else. Um, and then when I left it in my phone for a good three months, um, and then I just looked back at it one day and I was like, Oh, let me, let me see, see what comes out. Um, so the first thing that I wrote down was, um, we get along and then naturally I wrote house, like a house on fire, like the saying. Hmm. Um, and I thought, well, that's interesting. And that would be a much better title idea. And it basically went from there. Well, I'm curious because, mind you, I know you and I are just meeting for the first time, but I'm someone who takes things very literally. So when you just said, I got this idea, get along, and I put that in my phone, is it literally all you said? Because then when you said, I went back to it a few months later, I'm thinking, how does she remember when she looks at that and says, get along? What did I have in mind? What did I mean? Or was it, no, Bruce, I I guess I should elaborate. I actually sang a few lines into my phone or I wrote out some chords or what specifically did you do when you made a note of get along? In this case, it was literally just the words get along. Whoa. Um, So (laughs) with most songs I write, the the way I go about it is that I will get the song title idea or the concept first, and then I just write that down. And somehow I have enough room in my brain to just be able to store this information that when I look back at it, I remember what I wanted it to be about or even just like, oh, what I wanted it to generally sound like. Um, Sometimes I do write down more details, like I'll put brackets and be like, oh, song about getting along in a relationship, for example. But Mm -hmm. um, in this case, it was literally just 
get along because I thought that that would be a really cool title idea. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, I'm jealous because I know if I just wrote myself a note that said get along and I came back to it three months later, I would say, what in the world did I have in mind then? <laughs> you would think, yeah. <laughs> You're very fortunate. You're very fortunate in that regard. I am. I'm. I've, it's something I've had to cultivate over time, though, to be able to um, store that information or even just be able to get my mind in such a way every day where I can come up with these ideas and then remember them. And I also find that if I don't remember what it was about, it obviously wasn't that good of an idea. Mm. So I was really excited that I was like, oh, this is, yeah, love this idea. Let's roll with it. And it actually, you know, came to fruition, which was awesome. Okay. I like that. I like that. Well, is that a hard and fast rule or is it, no, there are times when I'll set my phone down and strum a few chords into it or I'll sing a few lyrics? I'm very um, strange when it comes to the way that I songwrite. I don't, I, I write the lyrics first. I never have a melody first, which I know is like against the rules. <laughs> um, but that just, that's just what works for me. And it kind of always has. Um, and then once I've like written down some ideas, like I, when I, for example, written down, we get along like a house on fire, I eventually started kind of singing it to myself. Mm. Um, and I would record it in my phone. Um, I don't think it's exactly the way that it ended up, but it, it, it's a starting point. Okay. Okay. Well, congratulations on the new EP, which coincidentally listeners, her new EP is called get along and it has four songs on it. One of the four songs is house on fire. So, Chelsea, am I to understand that you did everything yourself on the EP, meaning songwriting, recording, and listeners, I, don't worry, I, I realize it's not uncommon nowadays, but Chelsea, I'm asking you that because I know at one point in time, you did step into the studio with different producers. I did, um, and I did that for a really long time, but I found it to be very expensive, um, and I had borrowed enough money from my parents that, um, I was like, well, I can't keep doing that. And, you know, I would only get like one song out of it, you know, working mm. for days. Um, and so I eventually just started, um, collecting all the stuff that I needed to be able to produce at home. It wasn't something that I necessarily wanted to do. It was more a necessity oh. because while I was also working with these other producers, I found that I wasn't getting the sound that I really wanted. Um, I wasn't really being heard. Um, there just wasn't that like spark that you hear about when with an artist and a producer. Yep. Yep. Um, so I was just like, if I want to keep doing this, I'm going to have to do it by myself. So I just, I just had to learn basically a lot of YouTubing, um, wow. Error, a lot of failure, but I, I still don't do it right. I'm sure. Like I, I, I do things in a roundabout way and I probably take a lot longer to achieve something that should take two seconds, but I get there in the end. So, <laughs> but let's talk about a couple of things here for openers. The time that you did spend in the studio, was it helpful at all in terms of learning about the process or was it uh, Bruce I was the artist I didn't have a chance to learn that side of things or or were you able to get enough to build a foundation knowledge I didn't get to be able to uh like use any of the equipment myself but I just observed and I 
like we were saying before, like I just retain a lot of information. So I would just watch and then listen like, oh, okay, we need to do uh, more backing vocals so that it can sound like this. I was like, oh, okay, so that's how they achieve that, you know, and then, oh, we need to do more layers of guitars because that's how it ends up sounding so fat. And I was like, oh, okay, so you've got to do layers of vocals, you've got to do layers of guitars and just kind of learn that way. Okay, okay, very good. Well, the other thing that I picked up on, and, and we've talked about this a handful of times, we haven't beaten the dead horse, but it's not that it's never come up before, but I do like to get opportunities like these to just ask you, Chelsea, to just go a little bit deeper because we do have listeners of this show who are Chelsea Giles. They are up-and-coming performers, the recording artists who are listening to this show every week to learn from my guests. And what I'm getting at is that important relationship that you talked about that you didn't feel was there between artist and producer. So what did you feel you weren't feeling? What What were you hoping for? What were you looking for that you obviously felt this isn't going to work? I'm just going to settle. Just dig a little bit deeper into that so that if someone's listening and they've never gone to a studio before, you can kind of caution them. These are the things that you need to look out for. These are the questions that you should ask. These are the red flags that maybe should stop you from giving them another dollar. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, the biggest red flag for me was um, a situation I found myself in where I brought in this new song I was really excited about and I brought in all of these um, reference tracks and I was kind of like, oh, I like the guitar in this song. That would be great if we could do something like that. Oh, I like this synth. I like this snare or whatever it was. And the producer was like, oh, you know what Like genre I've really been liking lately is K-pop. We should turn it into a K-pop song. And then suddenly it was going down that path. And I was like, wait, hold on. No, that's not mm. what I said at all. So it was just a case of not really being listened to. Um, and I don't know if that was because, you know, they just didn't, they, they weren't passionate about me as an artist. So they weren't trying to uh, figure out, oh, okay, what's her sound? You know, where can we take this? It was more about him doing it for his own enjoyment. I think so that would be my biggest recommendation is if they want to turn it into something that they want rather than what you've specifically said you want that's when you head for the door <laughs> listeners if this was a video podcast you would see how big my eyes got when she said that all of a sudden the producer said you know what we should do this and <laughs> the turn that he wanted to take with it that she just described but I'm still wondering, like, why are my eyes still that big as she's telling this? Because in the moment that you said it, Chelsea, that was, for me, like, yeah, clearly that's a red flag. Because you do have to ask yourself in that moment, are you here for me or are you here for the dollar and for what's easiest for you? Or maybe not even what's easiest for you, but as you started to describe, are you here for what you like? Because I don't like that. I just told you what I want. And yeah. you were being asked, Chelsea, it sounds like, to compromise not only your sound, but compromise who you are as an artist. And that affects everything. I mean, that's, that's completely opposite of what your brand is to say, no, let's go this way instead. Exactly. It, it was really hard because that was the point where I was kind of like, oh, no, I'm going to have to do this myself, aren't I? And I was like, I don't know anything. So it was like starting from scratch. So it was really, really difficult. Um, but sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. 
Well, I don't always get this opportunity either. So for those listening who are hardware and software enthusiasts, what are you using to record at home? So I'm just using Pro Tools. Um, I need to update it, and I haven't yet. But um, So I'm not even using the latest version. Um, and I just have an M-Audio Sputnik microphone that I use basically for everything because that was the most affordable microphone I could find that was similar to microphones that I knew would be good for my voice um, because I had had the chance to use that in the studio before. I think it was a, a Neumann U47 or something. Um, and through all my research, that was the best microphone I could get. Um, and I have a really basic electric guitar and I have a Martin acoustic guitar and that is basically it. Um, and the rest is all done um, with samples that I've collected over the years or that I actually was given by a producer um, before it all went south. So that was convenient. And for synths, I use Omnisphere plugin pretty much for everything. Well, see, and you read my mind when you talked about the two guitars because I thought, okay, I know she's a guitar player, but is she doing program drums? Where Where is she getting the other instruments from? And it sounds like you have taught yourself how to, quote unquote, get the other instruments. Yeah, pretty much. So for for drums, I have enough samples that I could make thousands of different kick sounds, snare sounds, uh, any sort of percussion. So I'm really lucky that I have that because without that, I'm not really sure how I would go about drums. Um, and then, yeah, when it comes to all the guitars, I just literally uh, DI it straight into um, the computer, and w- which is not ideal. I would really love if I could have, you know, an amp set up, but I'm in an apartment. I can't really be super loud. Um, mm. So, yeah, you just you, you make the sounds in the best way that you possibly can with the situation that you have and the limited equipment that you have, but you can still achieve a really, really good sound if you know what you want and you just keep working on it until it sounds the way you want, <laughs> pretty and much. to what extent have you or haven't you done any sound treatment in your apartment? Um, so I did set up a lot of acoustic foam in, because my studio is like my second bedroom um, in the apartment, um, and I had acoustic foam all over the walls, but because it's a rental, I couldn't really, you know, stick hmm. stuff on walls um, with really adhesive things. So they kept like falling down. So basically I have like um, a little couch that absorbs a lot of the sound. I have um, an artwork on the wall that is stuffed with towels. So that absorbs a lot. Um, And then every time, you know, I'm, I know I'm going into the studio for the day, I'll literally just bring in all the cushions from my couch, all of the linen that I own and it all goes in there just to absorb what I can because that's the best that I can really do. <laughs> it's interesting. You're you're very creative and, and I admire the lengths that you're going to. I I'm very fortunate when I look around when I record here at the ten acoustic panels that are on the walls here. And listeners, if you've not considered this and you're recording at home, it really does make a big difference. When I first started recording without the acoustic panels, I knew in one episode, I knew immediately that I needed to get acoustic panels. And so you're hearing Chelsea give you some ideas that for those of you that are operating on a shoestring budget and you say, Bruce, I can't get 10 acoustic panels put up. I can't get four. Well, there you go. She just gave you some good ideas. So Chelsea, good for you. It sounds like you're really thinking on your feet in terms of all these workarounds. 
yeah, you just, you, I do all the research, I know what I need, and then I look around and see what I do have and try to make that work. <laughs> well, we do talk a good deal about songwriting on this show. We talked about the fact that you wrote all the songs on the Get Along EP by yourself, but are you absolutely exclusive with that approach? I, I ask that because this show has been blessed to get listeners from 142 countries and because we've had a handful of Australian guests on the show and by all means have gotten listeners from there, what if a fellow songwriter who's listening right now wanted to collaborate with you, whether it was in person in Australia or even over Skype? Would you answer their email or their social media message with a with a thanks but no thanks? It's really hard to say because I've never been in a situation like that yet. Um, I've never co-written with anyone, so I'm very set in my ways with... Um, my method or um, even though it does happen differently with with each song um, there is a certain process that I go through and I would be super keen to see how that would work with someone else um, so I'm definitely open to it I just haven't done it yet it's okay. not because I don't want to it's just I haven't been in that situation um, or you know met uh, someone who's like-minded in the type of songs that they like like everyone I've met is uh, very different genres. So, ah, okay. um, yeah, the situation just hasn't arisen yet, but I would definitely reply to the email. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad that you went where you did because I thought, well, I know that she plays live shows. I got to believe that there's people that she's encountered who have said, hey, really good stuff. Uh, you know, we should do something sometime. But I, I get what you're saying, that you then listen to their music and say, uh, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just very different, particularly in Brisbane, which is a very um, indie, folksy, um, dominated music industry. Um, so I come in with my pop songs and it's just very different to what else is here um so i found when i was in la there were a lot more like-minded people um who were really keen to um come to my shows or would say oh we should meet up in the studio but it just never actually happened mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well listeners if you're like chelsea and you are recording on your own i strongly encourage you to check out the many solutions available through Tascam. In fact, two weeks ago on episode 269, a fellow Australian acoustic guitarist, Alan Gogol, heard me doing what I'm doing now, talking about Tascam, and he spoke up to say that he has used their stuff too. Go back and listen to that episode to hear him mention that. But audio interfaces, mixers, handheld recorders, they've got lots to choose from. Of course, I do this show entirely through Tascam gear, and even when I'm out doing interviews on location, I use Tascam as well. Check it all out at Tascam.com. That's T-A-S-C-A-M.com from wherever you are in the world. They're a global company in business for more than 40 years. And tell them you heard about them and now hear this entertainment. Chelsea, we were talking about songwriting. In my opinion, one can never get too many insights from songwriters on where they get their inspiration for songs. So how about in your case, where do you find that you get your inspiration from for the songs that you write? It can literally be anything. It can be, I'm sitting on the couch and my mind just wanders and it just suddenly lands on a phrase or a concept and I'll quickly write it down. Or I can be watching a movie and someone says something 
or um, I don't know, I'm just out and about in the city. But more often than not, I draw from personal experiences um, and my relationships and things that go on in my life. And because I'm just naturally a very sensitive, overthinking kind of a person, um, I dwell on a lot of things. I think about things a lot longer than I should. And I think that that those are the moments where I'm like, oh, that would make a really good song. Or I really want to write about this. It would make me feel better. So I literally can get inspiration from anything and at any time, which is why I always need a pen and paper nearby or I need my phone to be charged and ready to go so that if I want to write down endless amounts of notes on something, it's it's ready to go. All right, but help me feel better about this because I'm following what you're saying, but I'm also wondering there have to be times when you get an idea about an observation and then you go back to it and you say, I know why I wrote that down, but there's just nothing there. You know, like for instance, there's that old philosophy that once you buy a certain car, you all of a sudden become very more aware of all of those cars that are on the road that are the same as yours. And you might say, yeah, that is really an interesting phenomenon. I'm going to write that down. And all of a sudden you come back to it two weeks later and you say, that got nothing. I can't make a song out of that. Oh, well, cross it out. Please tell me that that happens, Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I would say if I had to put a number on it, um, that the amount of song ideas or lyric ideas or any sort of idea that actually end up being put into a song would only be like 2%. Whoa. Five. Whoa. The rest is just gibberish that I'm like, no, 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 no. Or I just leave it there and then maybe I come back a year later and I go, oh, I could turn that into something wow. totally different. Wow. So it can still spark an idea. So okay. still keep those ideas. Because it might turn into something different. Okay. Well, let's move on and talk about some of what you've done outside of Australia. I mentioned back in the intro that you toured Europe last December, and and you started to allude to it there, that you have even performed in the States. You mentioned Los Angeles. So just talk about those experiences out of country. It's been so awesome that I've had a couple of opportunities to be able to go and play my music elsewhere. Um, LA was a particularly amazing experience. Um, I just, I would play shows every single night, even if it was just an open mic. Um, And I met so many amazing people and I just wrote so many songs. I was so inspired Um, and I would love to move there if I could, but Mm. these are quite difficult. Um, And yeah, in the UK, in particular, this trip was more of a family vacation. Um, And it was about three and a half weeks of just traveling around. I checked out a bunch of different venues while I was there, but it was mostly sightseeing on this occasion. Um, I have been to the UK in the past and played a bunch of shows, and that must have been in like 2012 maybe, um, which was just amazing. But I was very inexperienced and just far too nervous. Um, It was I just had such anxiety about playing shows, but I still did it. Um, But I knew that I still had a long way to go. Um, And with my songwriting, it just wasn't as good as I knew it needed to be yet. So I came back, worked on that for a while. Well, listeners, Chelsea saying that she wishes that she could move to Los Angeles. That actually happened with a pair of Aussies that I interviewed back on episode 254, Foxy Kelly and Ronnie Simmons, who are the hots. 
So if you didn't hear that one, go back and listen to episode 254 and you'll hear about how and when they made the move from Australia over here to the States and specifically to Los Angeles. It was great. I actually got to meet them in person in late January when I was out in Anaheim at the NAMM show. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, a lot of you like to go live on Instagram, which is great, but here's a terrific tip that could get you more followers. Instead of just going on by yourself, pull in someone else relevant who has a good following so that their followers will watch and then give them compelling content during the Instagram Live so that they'll want to follow your account too. You can subtly ask them, but don't do so over and over. Be sure to try this more than once and on different days at different times to see who and when works best. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. That's really great to know, isn't it? Very helpful, right? Bruce gives out a tip just like that on every episode of this show, and there's an easy way to get all those that he gave out over the first 160 episodes. The ebook series called Bruce's Bonus Book contains four volumes, and they're all available for purchase and immediate download at www.brucesbonusbook.com. Order yours now for helpful tips that you can apply to your career right away. Chelsea, Let's talk about the success that you're having on YouTube. As I mentioned back in the intro, almost 5,000 subscribers and close to a quarter of a million combined video views. We have heard some guests on this show talk about tips such as being consistent on YouTube and obviously delivering value. But what have you found to help get you the types of numbers that I just mentioned that you have? My biggest thing was when actually when I was in LA I started vlogging um and once I started doing that it was amazing to see how quickly it picked up because Mm. before that I was just putting out you know the odd music video or me sitting down playing one of my songs on acoustic guitar and that didn't really go anywhere but as soon as I started you know just filming um my daily life there going to shows getting ready for shows um it was an instant Uh, pick up on the subscriber front and just more comments and you know that would then lead over to you know Instagram and they would suddenly be following me there so um, that was a really amazing thing and I'm really glad that I started doing that I haven't been doing it a lot recently um, but I do really want to get back into it because I've just been so focused on um, producing um, and I need to make more music videos especially for my latest single jeans Um, and I just find that yeah, having consistent content, particularly in the vlogging arena, has been really great for me. That's a great tip. I'm glad you gave that out because you're right. When you think of an artist's YouTube channel, you just expect to see official music videos or live performance videos. And when you started to talk about getting around LA, getting ready for a show, things like that, the first question that popped into my head was, Are those really still on her YouTube channel? I'd like to see those. So people are interested in the lifestyle type of things, 
And so here I am wanting to see that, and we can quickly do the math and figure out how people would say, yeah, I would love it if she'd post more content like that because the official music videos, I don't want to say maybe few and far between, let's just say they're going to be further between than putting up a vlog every day or twice a week or three times a week. Exactly. A week ago, you posted a video on your YouTube channel of your new single just being done acoustic, meaning casual, not a formally produced official music video. Is there an official music video in the works? And if so, what stage is it at? I, I There definitely will be. Um, I have a bunch of ideas for it at the moment. Um, there just hasn't been a time to do it yet, unfortunately. But um, I'm hoping to do that within actually the next week. Um, and I'm pretty quick at editing. So I would hope that, you know, within a few days of filming it, I can have it up and ready to go. But there's definitely one in the works, just hasn't actually happened yet. Okay, so we talked before about what a DIYer you are when it comes to recording, producing, performing yourself on the singles, the EPs that you release. But now it sounds like you're telling me, and I'm putting this in the form of a question, Chelsea, now are you telling me that the music videos that you release, you do those yourself also? Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it's just another thing that I found that I had to do myself because I couldn't afford to get someone else to come in and do it. Um, and I just found it a lot easier to just have total creative control. Um, luckily, I um, studied film and television in high school. Uh. So I knew how to use a camera. I knew how to use the editing software. Um, so once I sort of realized, okay, I need to make videos just in general, whether that even just be a vlog, I need to be able to have a camera, be able to edit it and upload it all by myself. Um, and so, yeah, it's just another one of those things that I just started doing. <laughs> well, wait a minute now, wait a minute, because you, you got to give yourself a whole lot more credit than that, because to do a vlog, I think people expect that to be rather DIY looking. But as Chelsea was talking, I was secretly typing youtube.com slash Chelsea Giles. And just the thumbnails alone on these videos on her YouTube channel look like, no, she didn't do these herself. These look like they're professionally done. Look at the backdrops behind her. Look at these locations. So just talk about that, Chelsea. Are, 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 these must be taking you a while to film, and, and you are doing a little bit of driving to get some of these locations, yes? <laughs> well, thank you so much for the compliment. Um, yeah. Um, for example, the House on Fire video um, was just filmed in my apartment, um, and I basically just then edited it to make it look like the room was orange, so that was just nifty, really. Um, and then there's a video for my song, um, One Good Thing, that I just traveled down to the Gold Coast um, and rented a motel for the night and just filmed um, around the beach. And um, I filmed it, like, with a, an app that made it look really old. Um, so I've, I've found ways to to make these videos look better than they 
are, if that makes sense. Like I've, I've had to be able to be creative and be like, okay, I can't make a really amazing looking music video. So what ideas can I come up with that make them look bad on purpose? Not bad, (laughs) but (laughs) just, um, and then for, um, my video, even now I just use footage from my Europe trip for, um, uh, my get over it video that was just on the roof of my apartment with a really wow. pretty sunset in the wow. background and then just edited to look a bit better. So it's just, it's not these amazingly creative ideas. It's just more about using what you have and the locations that I can get to and being able to do stuff that doesn't cost any money. No, there you go again, because I think you're very creative. I think you've been blessed with a, a very creative flair. There's a beautiful picture of you at the top of your YouTube channel, the, the YouTube banner. I, I don't want you to tell me that you did the photography yourself, too, <laughs> because is is there anything this girl can't do? Did you do that yourself, or, or was this a professionally done photo shoot? No, that that was just me. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> um, I luckily have a really good friend who is willing to come over and just do what I say, basically. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna pose like this, take a photo, and they just stand there and click, click, click until we get a good shot. But no, it's it's all me as wow. well. <laughs> wow, fantastic, fancy hats off to you. I, I... I really admire how much you're doing. And and listeners, what I want you to hear, the recurring theme here, is she's pulling all this off with little to no budget. So look at the things that she's doing. Go to her YouTube channel and see that you can do the same things that Chelsea's doing. And it doesn't have to be this unlimited budget that you have to throw all kinds of money at. She's having success. You heard me talk about the numbers that she has in terms of subscribers and video views. So you too can pull all this off. Uh, Chelsea, I have to say congratulations. It's very impressive. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. It's really nice to hear from someone else that, you know, it's um, going well because it's really hard to to look at yourself and be like, yes, I'm amazing. So it's really nice to hear. Thank you. (laughs) Well, but listeners, you've also heard me talk about the fact that I offer private video consultations where you can book this with me online and we can look at things like your website. We can look at things like your social media. You can tell me the problems that you're having in your career. And through all my experience, all my years of experience in the music business, I can help you with that stuff. And you see what an impression it does make on people. If someone looks at your YouTube channel and your videos look like crap or your Facebook page, you never update it or and the list goes on, that could be the difference between you missing out on an opportunity. So again, look at the impact that it has positively for someone like Chelsea. And little do most people know that, as I said before, it bears repeating, she's spending little to no money to do this. Uh, officially, I am joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Brisbane, Australia, by singer, songwriter, guitar player, Chelsea Giles. We've been talking about YouTube, but she is all over social media. So definitely subscribe to her YouTube channel and then watch and like the videos on there. But today, I liked her Facebook page. I followed her on Twitter and Instagram. So be sure that you are doing the same as well so you can keep up and engage with her. Chelsea's music is available almost everywhere. Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, even SoundCloud and Google Play Music. So while you're on iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud or Google Play Music listening to Now Hear This Entertainment, find Chelsea's music and support her. 
By the way, Now Hear This Entertainment is also available on an app called Himalaya. If you've heard me talk in the past about supporting this show through Patreon and you just for whatever reason aren't down with them, if you listen to NHTE on Himalaya, you can donate to the show through there. So if you get value from listening and you want to help me out with some of the expenses that I incur in putting out a new episode of this show every week, Himalaya is one additional way that you can do that. And thank you, by the way, to those of you who I see are already following the show on there. Chelsea, you released an EP last June, another one this January, and now you have a new single that's not on the Get Along EP. Why release so much new music, quote-unquote, so fast, meaning so close together, rather than spread out the releases a little more? I think um, the reason why I wanted to come out with um, the Neverland EP was because I hadn't put anything out for a really long time. Um, So I kind of scrambled to get that um, written and produced as quickly as I could. Um, And don't get me wrong, I absolutely love it. They're some of my favorite songs I've ever written, but I felt like the standard wasn't to where I ideally wanted it to be. So if someone looked me up, that would be the only music that they would hear from me. And Mm. I just wasn't super content with that. So Okay. I, of course, I, I consistently write new stuff. I'm always coming up with ideas. I'm always at my guitar or at my piano writing away. But I had another four ideas that I thought, well, these are really awesome. I really want to put more stuff out there. Let's, I'm just going to start producing it and see what it comes out like. Is it going to be better than the Neverland stuff? Um, so I just kept working on it. Um, and within a couple of months, I was like, I just really want to put this out. It's really, really good. Like it's so much better than anything else I had done. And I was so proud of it that I just really wanted it out there. I like it. So I did. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And shame on me. It sounds like as much as I pride myself in my research, I did not turn up that she is Chelsea Giles, singer, songwriter, guitar player, and piano player. Yeah, it's not something I'm great at, but I like to write with a piano sometimes. Okay. So, and I can I can play the basics. I'm not amazing at all, and I would never play in front of anyone else, but I can play it. So Okay, yeah, you just answered my <laughs> yeah. question. I was going to say, if someone came to see you perform live, would you play piano? But you just answered that. No, I would not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Despite everything that we talked about that you do alone, I know you have a bit of a team around you, meaning a company called the A&R Department that set up this interview for you and I, plus you have your manager, Liam. But talk to the listeners who are recording artists themselves about how much you still have to do anyway to promote one's own new music when you release a single or an EP or an album, even though, like I said, in your case, you've got the folks that I just mentioned. I think the most important thing when it comes to music in today's society um, is social media. Um, And that is still 100% in my control. And I hope that it always will be. Um, So you need to be posting all the time about it, um, promoting yourself as much as you possibly can. Um, And so that all of that is still done yourself, you need to be taking photos, putting those up, having stuff that makes people learn things about you. Um, because people want to get on board with you as a person as well as your music. Um, 
So you need to be doing all of that. Um, so that you don't need other people to be able to do that, but it's super, super important. Okay. Okay. Very good. Well, I'm going to delete that piano portion for just a minute from our memories because I mentioned that Chelsea is not only a singer and songwriter, but a guitar player as well. And I too play guitar, specifically a Boulder Creek guitar. I was on the phone the other night with Jeff Stramitz, the Boulder Creek CEO, who is also a multi-instrumentalist and was a guest on this show back on episode 241. I have mentioned in the past that country star Lee Bryce plays a Boulder Creek guitar, as do players from Fleetwood Mac and Three Doors Down, for example. But Jeff told me on the phone that Larry Gatlin plays Boulder Creek too, and that Sarah McLaughlin plays a ukulele from Boulder Creek. They do basses too, as we've heard from a number of guests on this show. Check out bouldercreekguitars.com. It's B-O-U-L-D-E-R, bouldercreekguitars.com. Chelsea, I asked you earlier about some of the performing that you've done outside of Australia, and now you're talking about promoting your own music in addition to the team that you have. So will you be performing outside Australia as 2019 continues, and if so, where and when? And of course, for your fans in Australia, what's planned there at home the rest of this year? Unfortunately, there is nothing planned outside of Australia, but I'm planning on changing that as soon as I possibly can because all I want to do is travel and play my songs for as many people as want to hear it. Um, I have a couple of shows planned um, just around Brisbane, um, just part of some acoustic nights, um, and I'm always popping up wherever I can. It might even be just last-minute things. Um, and I'm always keeping that up to date on my social media so they can just check that out. Um, but yeah, hopefully I can have some shows planned, um, around the world. I'd love to go back to the U S go to the UK, anywhere that I am wanted. (laughs) Okay. And just to clarify, I know that some people have particular social media platforms that is kind of their favorite. So when people are looking to see when and where you're going to be performing live, will that be on all of your socials or is it, uh, I usually just put those on insert platform here. I try to make sure that I do every single platform with the same amount of content every time I put something up, but, um, it doesn't always happen, but to be sure that you know what's going on, I would definitely recommend my Instagram because that's my favorite. I think, um, it never used to be Facebook was always my thing, but, um, Hmm. With Instagram stories, it makes it very easy to update very quickly, and um, it doesn't stay on your profile for that long. So, yeah, Instagram. Do you have your Instagram connected to your Facebook so those stories show up as Facebook stories too or no? I I normally do it myself, but I do often forget. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, we're going to close today with your new single entitled Jeans, which speaks to me before I even listen to it. Of course, I listen to it, but I'm someone who I always say, if I could wear jeans every day of the week, and mind you, I live in Florida, but I'm also somebody who, if this makes sense, it can never be too hot for me. So it means I get cold easy. So I don't mind wearing jeans every day if I'm able to. So along comes Chelsea Giles and she's got a new single out called Jeans. And I go, oh, okay, cool. This I want to hear. So before we let you go, Chelsea, tell the listeners all about this song, please. Okay. So Jeans was inspired um, by a situation I found myself in when I was um, 
going around the the UK, the whole of Europe um, with my family on vacation in December. Um, And I was just eating a lot of food, trying all the different cuisines and all the pants that I had brought with no longer really fit all that well. Um, And so I was sitting on a train, I think. Um, and I just, it it was just another one of those situations where the idea just popped in my head that it should be about maybe my jeans don't always fit. And that was it. Um, it it had no sort of idea of where it was going to go after that, but I wrote that down in my phone. Um, and then it wasn't until a couple of weeks later when I was back home in Brisbane, um, I just couldn't stop thinking about this idea. Um, and I was like, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't really know what it's going to be about. Um, but I just kind of chipped away at it and it ended up being what it is now. And I really love it. It's basically about being comfortable enough in a relationship where it doesn't really matter if, you know, your jeans don't always fit or you're not wearing makeup, you can just be completely yourself and that's totally fine. But I thought I'm going out on a limb here. I thought there was also the angle of the jeans may not fit too well, but you fit me perfectly or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So that was kind of the hook. It's like, maybe my jeans don't always fit, but I fit right with you. So it's like, it, it really doesn't matter if I put on a little weight because I'm having a really great time with you because I fit perfectly with you in your life and it, everything's good. There you go. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it a lot more eloquently than I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chelsea, this has been great. Congratulations on I was going to say on the new single, on the new EP, heck, on on everything that you're doing, really, really happy to see all this and and just hope that you continue your upward climb. And I really appreciate you making time to talk to me for now here, this entertainment. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really, really fun. I'm so excited that you wanted me on your show today. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, that means a lot. As you can tell, I'm getting tongue-tied. <laughs> Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player, piano player, Chelsea Giles. <laughs> As I mentioned before, there are lots of ways to find, keep up, and interact with her on social media. Subscribe to her YouTube channel and then watch and like the videos on there. Like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram like I did earlier today so that you can keep up with all things Chelsea Giles music. Remember, Chelsea's music is available almost anywhere. Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, even SoundCloud and Google Play Music. So find, stream, download Chelsea's music, support her. It bears repeating that Now Hear This Entertainment is also available on an app called Himalaya because if you have heard me talk in the past about how if you find value in listening to NHTE, learning from me and my guests, or even just entertainment value, that you can support the show through Patreon. But if just for whatever reason you aren't down with Patreon, if you listen to NHTE on Himalaya, you can donate to the show through there. So if you can, and if you want to help me out with some of the expenses that I face putting out a new episode of this show every week, Himalaya is one additional way that you can do that. Thank you, by the way, again, to those of you who I see are already following the show on there. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening to episode 271. We'll send you out with another song from Chelsea Giles. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Jeans. Oh, 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 oh. Put your stuff in the drawer, move
into my life We'll be do what we want, anything's alright Kiss me in front of friends, don't you be so shy I'll make space, don't need it, so take off your tie My problems, my issues Will be yours too Stay up with me all night If I need to cry Maybe I might not wear makeup But I look good to you Maybe my jeans don't always fit But I fit right with you of memories, your hands on my skin Got something from a movie scene, be a new legend Decide our favorite track, spin it when we spin At 18 or 80 won't have to question We're as good as bright gold, we're set in stone Yeah.